we've talked in the past a lot about boondocking and how we go about it, but this week we're going to talk about how we prepare to boondock. That and a whole lot more. This is the RV Miles Podcast. This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. On your next camping trip, turn a headlamp into a lantern in five seconds. Strap the headlamp around an empty clear water bottle or milk jug and turn it on. The soft white light will brighten up a tent. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 250 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We have been on a quick stint across the country. We've gone all the way from Illinois to Western Colorado, and uh, it's been quite the journey. It was three days, 1,100 miles, and I have to say that by the time we finished it, uh, this family was ready to be out of the truck with one another. We yes. were like, we all just wanted to split up and go do our own thing for a little bit, which is very fine and very normal. Uh, because I think uh, those kids were, they could not sit next to each other one more day. It was our first time crossing Colorado on I-70 mm-hmm. and being able to go up through the Eisenhower Tunnel over Vail Pass and and through Glenwood Canyon, which was pretty gorgeous. Yeah. And can I say for someone and for everyone out there who has reached out to me and we have talked about the anxiety that some of us feel doing mountain passes this was the calmest and most enjoyable mountain pass I've ever been on. And what made me laugh afterwards is that you then provided the, <laughs> the little piece of like the little info nugget that was, oh, that pass is also uh, the hardest on trucks. Yeah, it's, it's one of the worst because it's a very, very long sustained and, grade. So I felt like, oh, I traded uh, my calm and peace at the sacrifice of making the truck work. Hey, the truck did great. <laughs> the truck I was awesome. I was really impressed actually by the fuel mileage because we got yes. better fuel mileage crossing Colorado up and over the mountains back down than we did from from Nebraska into Colorado. Yeah. Like Nebraska, we got horrible gas mileage I, the whole time. I think you don't realize how much you're climbing crossing Nebraska into mm-hmm. Western Colorado. You're going up several thousand feet over a very, very, very long yeah. time. So it looks super flat, but it's actually not. No, not at all. And so that particular stretch between uh, Denver and Grand Junction that we did on I 70 was really, really enjoyable. In fact, Glenwood Canyon is stunning. Yeah. We yeah. were having a family heart to heart at that time, <laughs> which I won't go into, but I do remember you being like, hey, does anybody want to take this in right you now? look outside like, the window or anything? I said, no, Jason, we're in the middle of a really important discussion right now. <laughs> but 
it was just a really enjoyable stretch of road after several days of what felt really monotonous um, and also just a lot of fatigue. And so it's it's nice to be back into Colorado. I will say we're in Montrose, Colorado right now. And the whole reason we've been on this long stretch to get here is because we're doing the RV Entrepreneur Summit, which is uh, kicked off officially yesterday. Uh, we are boondocking in, in 95. 95 degrees. If you are watching this, you are seeing Jason <laughs> and glistening. Abby in their true element. I didn't even bother to put makeup you're, on. You're it's, like, is there something that, that we could do about the, the fact that we're shiny? I'm like, people pay a lot of money to look shiny sometimes. I said, we are extra shiny. <laughs> I am literally just wearing a tank top. You are in like your first of three shirts for the day. I mean, it is it is hot. I think uh, right now it is 90 degrees inside this RV and uh we love being here. We're having a really great time. It's nice to see and connect with a bunch of people we haven't seen in a while. It's just not what you expect at 5,000 feet in September in Colorado. On. <laughs> but we should expect it, Jay. Because it was, like it was this what we had last, last year. year. It's exactly what we, we had last We knew what we year. were getting into. So, yeah. you know, but it's nice to be here tonight. We're going to go up to the hot springs in Ure and uh, get to cool off a little bit and the nights are gorgeous i mean you know oh, it's wonderful it gets very cool at night surprisingly absolutely. i was cold this morning uh i was cold but i welcomed it yeah. what's crazy is it's nine the high is 95 here and last night i think the low was somewhere around 60 like when i got up this morning it was the thermostat was reading 66 degrees in the house we had windows open and that's how quickly it's just jumping all yeah. over the place here. Yeah, and the right worst now. of the heat didn't really kick in until we were sitting down to record yeah, this Yeah, until podcast. it was time to record. And then we had to shut the door. It's because it's lunch break time. So <laughs> It's so hot. <laughs> I just don't know what else to say. It, and it's been hot the whole way here. So we on, on the way yes. here, we stopped at two Harvest Hosts, uh, mm -hmm. which was great. One of them was a, a a racing museum that we didn't even get to go in because they were closed for Labor Day, closed, but they yeah. were like, come anyway. We don't care if you yeah. spend money here or anything. Just come anyway. Really appreciated that. And, having a Labor Day, like a, it was a Sunday night option going yeah. into Labor Day. And this was a last minute, as all of you know, this was a very last minute, like are we or are we not going situation. So so thankful to them in Lincoln, Nebraska, that we could stop for the night. And then we went to a winery in Fort Morgan, Colorado, which was just a, a great experience. We had oh. a lot of fun yeah. doing our 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 uh, fantasy, fantasy football draft. So yeah. our our, yes. our whole family, or most of us, uh, along with many of Abby's um, relatives, are doing a fantasy football league. It's our yeah. first time doing that. So we had our draft from a Harvest Host location, yeah. and it was a blast. So we are recording this on a Thursday. The season kicks off tonight. <laughs> it's a big one for me because I've got uh, Stefan Diggs from the Bills. He's on my team. I've also got Cam Akers from the Rams. He's on my team. Tonight is really important night for me not for me but my team's expected to go undefeated I so i don't, don't want to talk to you about this man did zero research i was mock drafting i was taking advice from my 12 year old who does nothing 
but watch videos. He is so into the NFL right now and like just the ins and outs of all of it. He's advising me. I am reading up the day of as we're driving while you are unable to do any of that because you're driving. Mm -hmm. We draft. Mm -hmm. I get an email and it's like, your draft was a C plus. He gets an email and they're like, A minus. Good job. I'm sorry. You're- no, I got an A plus. You co- what? I was an A plus. I'm expected to go 14 and 0. I am expected to go like 4 and 10. And I was like, see, this I mean, this feels like a really bad example for our children, how studying doesn't pay. Hey, I studied intensely for about an hour. Oh, you're so infuriating. <laughs> so... You got to be efficient with your studying. I, I mocked you. So you're I... studying the wrong things. Mm. So what are you going to do? Mm. I shouldn't have listened to the 12-year-old. That's what I should. So we had a lot of fun with that. We're hoping to have a lot more fun with that going forward. It was nice yeah. to do a couple uh, a, a couple Harvest Host locations. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week how much we're enjoying that. And so, But even though it was hot with boondocking and we haven't been able to use air conditioning very much. And then we stopped for an overnight at a full hookup campground uh, to sort of prepare for this stretch of boondocking. Because at, at this event, we're boondocking as well, as you can tell by the heat. So today we thought we'd talk about that and, and what we actually do to prepare to boondock. Not that we're like super pro boondocking experts we do it occasionally but like there are some things that are convenient to do before you go boondocking and even after to prepare for it so today we're going to talk about that in our next segment all right well let's take a break then so we can get into the heart of that discussion because i think we're ready for it all right be right back be right back Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. You know what it's like, chilling at the campground and then you catch the delicious scent of something good on your neighbor's grill. You'd follow suit, but the idea of grilling over a fire pit or lugging out the bulky outdoor stove is just too exhausting. That's where Otzi Grills comes in. Otzi Grills pack completely flat for easy RV storage, and when it's time to cook, the interlocking design is super quick and easy to assemble. Otzi Grills are self-contained and fueled by charcoal or wood. Available in three sizes, made in the USA with high-quality, durable steel, Otzi Grills are built to fit all your camp cooking needs. Otzi is offering RV Miles listeners 10% off when you visit OtziGear.com and use promo code RVMiles at checkout, all one word. That's OtziGear, O-T-Z-I, gear.com, promo code RVMiles. Get cooking today with Otzi Gear Flat Pack Grills. I think we should mention, too, that some of this might make a little bit more sense to full-timers mm-hmm. because of the, pre- like, anyone who lives in their sticks and bricks, they can just do all this before they go boondocking, yeah, but... Yeah seems to make a little bit more sense for a full-timer. Well, so, I mean, or, if you're like traveling long distance, like you still yeah. might stay somewhere for the night and then... Or if you've got a mix know. in your travels of, of boondocking and yeah, whatever. Okay. okay. We're back and it's time to talk about getting ready to go boondocking. And we knew we had a, a stint of about five days here that we were going to be 
in this one campsite, mm-hmm. boondocking, e- easy access to a, a bathroom and a place to go in and, and get air conditioning a little bit. But for all intents and purposes, we're we're on some dirt yes, and a lot of dirt. we are using uh, our batteries. So one thing that we often do when we are preparing for that t- sort of situation is what I said before is stopping at a full hookup campground to sort of get everything ready and make sure that we're ready to go. Yeah. So the night before we arrived here at the RV Entrepreneur Summit, we stopped at an RV resort in Grand Junction. And so while we were there, we did several things. Uh, We'll talk about what we did inside kind of to get ready. Uh, We charged any sort of extra batteries that we might want just to have them on hand. We made sure all devices are charged. Don't, if you can help it, don't waste the battery power that you're going to use and you're going to generate from your solar or your generator on charging all the things. Do your best at least to get through the first couple of days where you have things charged. I made sure that my Kindle was charged because that will last the whole time. All the kids' phones. We have four computers, the cameras, everything. Yes. Uh, Yes. If you're a content creator, get all that stuff charged up. You know, Henry has up in his loft room, he has a little portable fan because he doesn't have a vent opening in that particular section of uh, the upstairs loft. So he has this little rechargeable fan. Get that charged up. Make sure that that's ready to go as well. Just take care of all of those things so that you can use your batteries for more important stuff once you get to your boondocking spot. Uh, Everybody showered. Let everybody shower. Turn that propane heat on. Let them get a good, long shower. Even if you're doing it that morning before you leave at the last Mm -hmm. possible minute so that you can extend the amount of time you need before you have to clean yourself up again. Yeah. It's really helpful. You're going to be at peace with, you know, this gets a little dirty when you're boondocking. Every time we boondock, the first thing that our two youngest kids do is go find a dirt pile somewhere. (laughs) So the kids remembered. So where we're at here for RVE is a campground in progress. And so they have like a, a clubhouse built, a community center, and then they have a few things happening for like in a community area, but everything else is, you know, just dirt right now. There are no real dedicated sites at all. It was like this last year as well. Giant dirt piles still there that our children specifically remembered and as soon as we got here they beelined it for these dirt piles with all the other kids in the campground and so yes we showered our children up before we got here those children are getting white like they just get a solid wipe down right now maybe they'll get a shower before we leave here but it's still to me even knowing they're going to get dirty just let them have a good shower before you get here and then just let them go off and get dirty and just enjoy it. Another thing that that you did is sort of 
preparing, pre-preparing some meals to make them a little bit yeah. more ready to eat. So we don't have to use uh, the stove as much since it's going to be hot. Um, and even even going back further than before stopping that night, the, the last grocery shop, mm -hmm. making sure that we had foods that are easy, you know, sandwiches that you don't have to, you can eat that on a paper towel. You don't have to like wash dishes. That's yeah. And, you know, we had uh, Norma Sue's uh, three gallon bags full of takeout dinnerware that she had saved for us, which we're currently, this is my mother and I love my mother and I know she's watching and mom, they are super coming in handy, but she, when her and my dad go out to eat, they save all of the plastic silverware so that they're not just throwing it away. And she saves it for us knowing that we boondock. And uh, so when I saw her last, she gave me two giant Ziploc gallon size bags shoved full of takeout plastic wear. Now, we're not a <laughs> fan of like wasting plastic. So th this isn't yeah. stuff that like she's going out and getting for us. This no. is like what's in they the, ordered McAllister's. The, the bag when they get back to the house because yeah. they, they like to order. They like to get fast food and bringing it back yeah, to the house they, and eat with their plates. They put it, <laughs> your mom so likes to cute. put it all on her plate it's and silverware. So, so there's all this extra and that's going to go into a landfill anyway. So we like to, to use it as yes. a way to avoid using water for dishes. Yes. So they save all of their takeout uh, cutlery for us. And so we're currently using that. That kind of offsets some of the dishes. But really the trip to Costco and buying a lot of the sort of prepped foods, like I bought, you know, chicken on skewers already cooked, you know, that you could eat cold, things like that, was I knew that it was going to be 95 degrees. And we don't want to turn the stove on in here. And I certainly don't want to use the battery part around the Instant Pot. And even cooking outside is very, very hot. I don't want to yeah, ask Jason to stand out there and cook. If we want to heat something up too, it, we can use our microwave off our batteries. Yes. And it's, it's easier to stick something in the microwave for a minute than to like put it in the Instant Pot for oh, an yeah. hour. For so sure. you have that pre-done. It, it makes the, plus our schedule is just so busy during this event yeah. that it's easy to have things handy and ready to go. Right? Yeah. So I did cook up a pound of pasta in the Instant Pot when we were at the, uh, when we were hooked up at the campground the night before we got here. And then once it had cooled, I just put it into um, a, a gallon, reusable gallon bag that we have popped it into the refrigerator, and now I've got pasta that I can pull out for the kids to add any sauce they want to it, spaghetti sauce or butter noodles, whatever they would like. So we did that food-wise, uh, really easy stuff, stuff that's not going to heat up the house, and then prep a few things the night before, before you go. Similar for anyone who preps food when they head off for the weekend to go camping. I know a lot of you like to do that. You like to put your meals together and then have them all pre-made before you get to the campground for the weekend. It's the same sort of idea when you're going to go boondock for several days. Yeah, it's just nice to have stuff that doesn't need heating, cooling, anything. You just, it's ready to eat food. It just makes it so much more convenient. Now, another thing you did, I think I'm, I'm taking this from you. We jumped, I jumped before you jumped, um, is that we knew we were obviously going to really be utilizing our solar. Mm -hmm. So you went up onto the roof that morning before we left and you really made sure those solar panels were nice and clean so that they would be able to get 
every ounce of power that they could. Yeah, I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about when they talk about getting solar or, you know, sort of the positives and negatives of solars. They, those panels do get fairly dirty, especially if you park under trees and stuff. They can get sap on them. Uh, and they are way more efficient when they're clean. So every time we're about to go boondocking, I will go up there and I will spray them down with water. I have a soft uh, car washing brush, mm -hmm. um, so it's not going to scratch them at all. And I'll, I'll um, scrub them down with that and rinse them off so that they're going to get every bit uh, of light that they possibly can. Yeah, so don't assume that just because a rain came through mm -hmm. that you have clean you know, solar sometimes panels. the rain makes them actually very, very dirty. Yeah, <laughs> well, especially if you're under a tree yeah, or something. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. going to get dirty. So what else do you do? So on, on the outside, um, along with that, I'm making sure that our tanks are all in order and our batteries are all in order for going boondocking. So I'm going to really do a thorough flush on our black tank. Uh, we do, we've talked many times about how we have a composting toilet, but we do have a black tank that just has the liquids in it. And I'll put a few gallons of water in that every time I empty that tank. So there's some liquid in there to begin with. Um, and make sure that our other tanks are, our other gray tanks are completely empty. And then I'm going to fill our water tank up entirely. And th that's one of the reasons why we will try to camp very close. We'll try to find a, a, a full hookup campground very close to where we're going to be boondocking. This one was about an hour away. So that we don't have to drive super far with a full tank of water. We try not to do that. We do have the weight capacity. We just made sure when we weighed ourselves last to do that. But we're generally not a fan of driving with a full tank of water. It's, it's going to waste more fuel um there's better chance of damage happening all that sort of stuff so we try to fill up the water at the last minute but we also try to make sure we fill up with good clean water mm -hmm. i made a mistake the other day oh, of at yeah. a gas station putting a few gallons in that was just nasty really sulfuric water oh it's awful so it, it's really helpful to go somewhere where they're on good city water and and fill up um, so I'm, I'm making sure that that that's full and, and ready to go. Uh, the batteries, we want to make sure the batteries are as topped off as possible. So that's another reason we camp overnight at, at a full hookup campground is that when we're on power, that battery is being charged, but even more so when we break down and we get ready to leave that campground, I, uh, I leave us plugged into the very last minute mm -hmm. so that so that the batteries are charging even while we're bringing in the slides and we're bringing up the jacks because all of that takes a decent amount of power to do. Yeah, we're just trying to utilize every little bit of resource that we have mm -hmm. available to us so that when we are out there boondocking, it's more enjoyable. You know, we're not out here running televisions and, you know, all of that, but just having that power should we need it, we want to be able to occasionally run a microwave, make some coffee in the morning, things like that. Awning is coming in and out without constantly having to worry about the kind of power we're filtering through. It's like last night at the opening night of the RVE, we're all out in the community area, we're hanging out and it's dark and I look out over the all the RVs and I say to you, every single light in our house <laughs> is currently on. The kids had come in and they had turned everything on. And they are usually really, really good 
about being mindful of water yeah. and all of that when we're boondocking. Henry just had a project that he was working on and it needed every light in the house. And he used some power doing that. He used a little bit of power. You know, so we've got we've got some solar. We uh, we have five hundred and seventy watts of solar. We've added a couple more panels, but they're not actually hooked up. They're on the roof, but not hooked up yet. Classic um, Abby and Jason. So we don't have a ton of solar, but it's a it's a great system. The Solar Extreme system from Go Power. And uh, it's it's uh, there are people here that have ten thousand watts of solar on Amazing. their roof, um, but but just sort of making the small sacrifices and preparing and doing the things that we need to do. We haven't had to, we haven't turned our inverter on yet since we mm -hmm. got here, um, and our the solar brought our batteries back up to full. Uh, late this morning. Yes, after Henry's light escapades <laughs> last night. So, and the opening and the closing of the fridge. I mean, yeah. he was just in here living his best life. He had a plan with some friends. He'd made friends. He was just in here full of excitement and creativity, and uh, he put it to full use. So using, we've talked about this many, many times in, in the past, is that anybody can can boondock it. You don't have to have a whole lot of upgrades to your rig mm -hmm. and stuff. We did it quite often in our last trailer, which was stock from the factory with its one battery. And, uh, you know, you just, there are just varying levels of like, do you treat it like a tent or do you have a few different additional um, amenities that you can use. And then there are people out there that can do absolutely everything on their solar. But if you prepare, uh, you can get by longer and get more of the stuff you need done. Even the people with a lot of solar, they're going to go through 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 spouts of, uh, you know, four days of rain straight, right? Mm -hmm. And they've, they've got to be able to deal with that sort of stuff. So that's just a few of the things that we do to prepare for boondocking. Of course, you know, boondocking is one of our favorite ways to camp. It's really up there. It will be, we have coming this fall into the winter, I think six or seven weeks like straight that we're going to be boondocking moving across the Southwest. Yeah, we're going to be doing a heck of a lot. We're, but the we're, weather will be... It will be significantly better, hopefully. Yes. And, and we're going to be staying at a lot of state parks. We're going to be spending a lot of time in New Mexico. New yeah. Mexico has a lot of state parks where they have dry camping campsites. Mm -hmm. So you're in a campground and you're, you're dry camping or boondocking, same thing. Uh, but you still have access to a bathhouse and a dump station and a yeah. water fill and all that sort of stuff. And that helps a lot. It helps cut down on the cost, but it also helps make the time a little bit more enjoyable if you have kids who actively seek out the biggest dirt pile they can find the minute they arrive. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our tanks. Yeah, because I need to just towel off for a second because there is sweat running down my back right now. <laughs> So let's take a break. You need to get up but... before it gets down to the <laughs> crevices. Yes, Jay said, I do. Let's take a break and let's towel off for a second. And then we'll come back and let's do fresh take, black take. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is a big trend in RVing. There's a company out west now that's catering to this trend. Check them out. Western Land and Ranches sells large acreage RV ranch properties at amazing prices. Near popular destination spots, the Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, the Hoover Dam, Flagstaff, Sedona, and more. 
the best of the West, 100% ownership. These large acreage properties are designed for privacy and freedom. Visit the website to explore ownership options. Big RV ranches start as low as $39.9 with great financing options available. No more calling around for reservations. Your property, your way. For details, visit azrvland.com. That's azrvland.com. All right, we're back and a little toweled off, and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? My black tank is there's a little bit of haze here. Uh, as nice as the drive across I-70 was, and being here in Montrose and seeing you know, the wonderful mountain range to the south down at Ure, it's it's hazy. Uh, there's no way around that. It's wildfire smoke um, that has drifted here. Thankfully, there's no wildfires here, but it's it's drifted this way, and ah, it's just it's. I, there's just so much of that happening, and it's it's rough to see. Well, you had made a comment like, "Oh, it's so disappointing. We can't see the mountains. It's hazy." And I had kind of commented, I, "I don't know that it ever will not be again." Yeah, like, I mean, this... you can have a day where it ends up. The winds change and it's going to move around, but there are more wildfires than ever before in recorded human history. And it's at that there doesn't seem to be a letdown of that anytime soon. Yeah. And that was kind of my point. I think, you know, when cause we talked, you know, for you, you had yeah. been coming to Colorado a lot when you were a kid and yeah. doing all that. And I think what you remember and what you see, and then when you come back in as an adult and you see it and it's, a little different you try to sort of reconcile those memories yeah. and it's just it's it's not the same the weather is different everyone keeps going oh it's so unseasonably hot this time of year here to which i reply it was last year as well so it, it, why it, are we surprised it's i i just think a lot of people don't realize that um that haven't been through this how far the smoke travels when mm-hmm. there is a big wildfire somewhere how much of the country that it affects. There can be a few wildfires in Idaho, which is where I hear most of this smoke is coming from, that mm-hmm. travels all the way across Utah over here to to Colorado. All right. What is in your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank is being here and being able to have a community uh, of friends and colleagues to meet and talk to at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable here. Um, there... There was a great talk this morning from our friend Damian Ross at uh, Rootless Living and RV Today magazines about creating an analog business in a, in a digital world um, because he obviously has two print magazines mm-hmm. in, in a world where we're told everything is needs to be digital. And one of the things that really struck me is like, this is an analog event. I mean, this could have been a big Zoom meeting. But yeah. it would never have worked in the same way. We are here in person getting to see people, you know, after the long pandemic and being able to hug people and shake hands and have deep conversations with folks uh, about what we're all working on and learning from each other. It's just a really beautiful thing uh, to be a part of. Yeah, it's been really nice. Heat aside, which actually, you know what? Doesn't matter. The heat's fine. It's just being here with everybody makes any sort of annoyance that it's hot absolutely worth it. What is in your black tank this week? Uh, so my black tank, you know, I, we all know I love a good text message. Look, give me a text message conversation any day over a phone call. 
I love that some RV resorts handle a lot of their communication now via text. We've actually fresh tanked several RV resorts in the past for their great text communication. There is only one text that kind of drives me nuts that an RV resort will send me. And I, I, I really wish they would stop. So this last one we were at in Grand Junction, I get the text about like, you know, here's all the check-in information and, you know, go ahead and, and sign all of that. You won't have to do it when you get here. That's all great. Check-in is between 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Fantastic. You know, get that in the morning. We get on the road. And then at like five o'clock, I get a text. We're on the road. I get a text. And it says, we're just checking in. What is your ETA? And I just thought, it, that just felt a little too invasive to me. Like I thought, well, you've already told me it's to check in between two and eight. It's five o'clock. I'm not late. I'm not close to being late. It's still, I still have three more hours to go. Like, that makes you feel a little pressured a little bit, I think. Well, I felt bad. Like, oh, oh my gosh, are we late? Are, are they waiting, waiting on, on us? Yeah. Are they angry that we're not there? Like I went back and checked. I was like, oh no, we're supposed to be there. At, you know, yeah. we have till eight. And that's not the first time. No, no, no. We've gotten these from several different places. And I always think that maybe the better language is, uh, you know, you get that text in the morning. Hey, check-in is between 2 and 8 p.m. If you think you're going to be late, let us know so that we can prep all of your arrival packet for you. Rather than like texting me halfway through the day when I still have three more hours before I'm anywhere near being late, and asking me what my ETA is. That just feels like, you know, you get that text when it's like, hey, when are you going to be home? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, have I been gone too long? Yeah. You know, and I just, I don't, I just thought yesterday I was like, I am in the middle of the finals of an 1100 mile journey. And the last thing I need right now is the RV resort wanting to know if I'm going to make it on, to curfew on time. Like, <laughs> I, I can't, I just cannot well, with this. Here's my question. Like, Okay, we're we're doing an an advanced online check-in. Yes. Why does it matter? Why are we even going into an office in the first place? Because somebody's got to guide us to our site. Why do we just not arrive whenever we arrive and pull into? Here's the here's your assigned site. Just pull right in, and you're good to go. I would give anything to not be led to my site anymore. Anything, and that's we can't have that discussion right now. It's still too. (laughs) All right. right. What is in your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank goes to another podcast. Yes, I know there are other podcasts out there. We know you don't listen to any others. But if you do, there is another fantastic podcast you need to add to your list. It has kept us entertained for the last three days. It launched in April of 2021. It's called British scandal. It's hosted by Allison Levine and Matt Ford, and they take turns being the storytellers versus being the commentator. And it is all about these fantastical scandals that have happened over the years in uh, the British life, in the British uh, government. Uh, The very first episode the very they do them in seasons so it's like each scandal is its own season so they're up to like season 17 or something 
the very first one was the Letvinenko poisoning from 2006. Maybe some of you might remember that it involved uh, Putin and the KGB and polonium. I mean, it was the first like nuclear terrorist attack. Yeah. And it is it is the story is insane. It they, is we've so gone through wild. many of them now and the kids are really enjoying them. But the, real real the, it's a real choice here though to to kick the Brits while they're down here the queen I, I on know, the day of the queen's death. I know, but you know what? It's not it's not a sorrow, it's a celebration. She reigned for 70 years, she's the longest reigning monarch in the history of the British crown. She lived to be 96 years old and just two days ago. And first off, if y'all think that we got some scandals going on in this country, you need to go listen oh, to this podcast, man. okay? It is crazy. I highly recommend season six with John and Anne, was it Darwin? Darwin. When he faked his own death. Faked that, his own death. That had a screaming at. He's the, too embarrassed to oh, declare bankruptcy because he's in financial peril and so he fakes his it's own death amazing. for a fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy and thinks he's gonna come back in, in a like few days. three days he's like oh just call me when they sign and off on the check it's just it's just it nightmare so after nightmare compiling on top of each other it's so well done it's so wild it's like breaking bad on a podcast oh, without yeah. the death and murder <laughs> and, that, and that our children can actually listen to although there were a few times where i was like oh well we got to talk about that now yeah um but I wanted to say about the queen before we move on to is that I think it was just two or three days ago she picked, welcomed, however they kind of do it with their prime minister. Like she's sort of the last step that the prime minister becomes official when the queen recognizes. And so, you know, two days later, she has passed. And now we have a new king and queen consort uh, who will eventually. King Charles. That's going to be weird to get used to. And Queen Camilla. Okay. Don't play. Queen or queen consort? Well, isn't it the consort until they're officially... I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. I'm pretty sure that they're the consorts right now, they are the heir apparent. Can, but she can't, be, she can't be queen because she's not from the royal family, right? No. no? N- yes. Uh, Kate will be queen. She married... William, oh, okay. but listen to me talk about this like I know what I'm talking about. There's a whole thing. No, listen, you, like, you you follow the royal family like to listen. a to a T, and I'm like, oh, oh queen Elizabeth died. The queen died this morning. Yeah, what's next? Queen Elizabeth did something recently uh, that I can't. Ex- I don't know all the details, but essentially, it does now recognize that Camilla can be queen. Can okay. because gotcha. you know she wasn't originally supposed to be R.I.P. Yeah. Diana. Yeah. All right. On that lovely note, it's time for the end of this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. Because it is time to head over to the community center where there is air conditioning (laughs) for just a few minutes. So thank you so much for joining us like you do each and every week. If you are watching this on YouTube, thank you for watching our shiny faces. Please consider sharing the video with your crew, either at the campground or on your social media. If you are listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. We've said it time and time again, but the over 1,100 of you making us one of the highest rated, like not very many people get past a thousand ratings in the podcast world so that we have made it there is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because what that does is that puts us in front of a whole 
new group of listeners and we get to expand the RV Miles community. So thank you to those who've done it. And if you have some time, please consider going over to Apple Podcast and doing that as well. If you want to connect with Jason and I, as always, the RV Miles Facebook group is the best place to do that. Just go in there. You can tag us on a comment or you can open the comment up at large to the over 12,000 members that are in this group. Other than that, go enjoy some cooler weather. Let's let's not go to Colorado when it's 95 degrees or more. Hey, at least there's no humidity. This is true. This is true. Could you imagine if we were... Well, can no, imagine. we can't imagine because we I actually left. We, we can't imagine because we traded the heat and humidity of the Midwest for the heat of the West. So, but whatever you do as we enjoy these final days of summer, please stay safe and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.